Jackie Robertson. And I'm Joy Barnes. And, and we, we are, are Between, Between the, the Jays. And we're into March already. So we are. And it's coming like a, it's mm-hmm. coming like a, what is it? Comes in like a lamb, or is it how it goes out? Coming in like a lion, out like a lamb, yeah, or reverse, it's, whatever. It's getting here quickly, and we've had some good, nice warm temps, and now we got cold temps again. So, oh well, part of it. It's spring. Well, and people started planning because they thought it was just the perfect time to start their gardens, and who knows what will happen with all that now. And our pollen has started early. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had that conversation with the lady at CVS who was asking me how my allergies were, how my, how my seasonal allergies were. <laughs> I know. It seems like everyone has a little bit of that. But anyway, it's part of it. But along with spring means that Easter is coming. And we're excited because we're doing our, th- I think this is the third Easter egg hunt. But yeah, I think it was the first one, 2020. No, 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 no. It was 2021. Okay. And then we did 2022. Oh, that's right. So now 2023. Yep. Yeah, so that's fun. We like to, um, the park is a perfect place. And I think we finally mastered the art of Easter egg hunt because I had no idea. I haven't done Easter egg hunts with kids in forever. So um, Noonan City Church is part of it and us and Frios. Frios and Southern Vane. Southern Vane. And so it'll be a fun time. And it starts at 2 o'clock on the 25th at the First Avenue Park. And we're excited for that, and it's usually a pretty quick event, so you want to plan on being mm-hmm. there at least by one thirty because the hunt starts at 2. Yes, we've got, it'll be a good time, for sure. It's fun to watch how fast it moves. Mm-hmm. So. Very quickly. Yeah, those kids no jump doubt. out and get those Easter eggs fast. Yes, and hope that they don't get a fight going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, and if people want to drop off eggs, they could drop some off to Noonan City mm-hmm. Church. Our candy just Candy. to go in the eggs so we stuffed a lot of eggs last night to get ready fun times so that will be march 25th and then right behind that we have to plug the first annual i have a hard time saying inaugural there we yeah. go i sort of said it mm-hmm. first annual um marching cats 5k which is supporting the band marching band program at noon in high school and yeah. we are doing that on april fool's day that's gonna be great and it is hopefully it'll be the first of many yes that's hoping so that is the plan, and you still have time to register, so just go to the noonanband.org website, and mm-hmm. you can see it there, yep. and you can go ahead and get registered. So you can run or walk. It's really more of a fun run event. Mm-hmm. Those so, are the best. Exactly. Don't feel like you have to be super fast, yes. because this is just to get out there and mm-hmm. support the kids, and hopefully we'll have... Bring your friends, and just yes. have your walking groups, and just have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. That's what we do with all our 5Ks. And so. hopefully we'll have gorgeous weather. Yeah. Um, maybe just a side note about real estate. It's gearing up to be a busy year, I feel like. Um, you have people all the time asking the question, how's the market? And markets are truly local, so what somewhere else may not be going on here. But I think there's still a lot of people moving here, and it's still a good time to sell or buy. <laughs> it is, and our inventory is still sticking around that 415 mm-hmm. to 425 range, which is still historically low. It's interesting as interest rates keep mm-hmm. um, fluctuating. It doesn't really seem to be dissuading buyers right now. Right. So yeah. you, I think you've still, still been thinking. Putting, you know, paying mm-hmm. cash and putting a lot of money down. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have any real estate needs, let us know. And we are still seeing values holding steady. Yes, for sure. So I'm excited yes. about today's program. We have Susan Crutchfield here with the Noonan Carnegie, and I love the history part of the Carnegie's, so we're going to let her talk about 
the history maybe a little bit, but then touch on the fabulous events that are going on. There's so many things that you can do that's like free events, children's events. So we're going to talk about that. We're excited to hear about it. Thanks so much, ladies, for having me. I love your podcast. So, um, yeah, the history of the Carnegie, it's truly one of my favorite things to talk about. Anybody who's come into the Carnegie Library knows I love to give tours and talk about the history because I think it's really awesome. And the awesome thing about the Carnegie Library is how it's in downtown Noonan, on the square, in the middle of everything. And I always feel like we're kind of a cornerstone of the community because we're right there. And um, we're very noticeable. We have the blue um, Noonan City of Home sign on the top of the building. And so, you know, we've been here since 1904. So we've been around a long time. It's kind of funny. Some people come in and be like, I didn't know there was a library here. And I'm like, oh, it's only been here since 1904. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be the only library, really, that it you could did. get to back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. So the history of the Carnegie is very interesting. Um, there was a young man in Noonan of the name of Charles L. Thompson, and he was a son of a local banker. He had fallen out of a tree when he was a young boy, so he was disabled, and he loved to read. And at the time, there was a library in Noonan, but it was a paid library. You had to pay a subscription, and for the time, it was very expensive, so just not anybody could go there. Now, he could. His father was a prominent banker, but he wanted other kids his age to be able to use a library. So he heard that Andrew Carnegie was giving money to build libraries around the country. So he wrote them, he wrote him this beautiful letter telling him why he thought Noonan deserved a library. And we actually have a copy of the letter. You should come in and see it because it's really like eloquent for a 17-year-old. And Andrew Carnegie himself read it and was so moved by the letter that he's like, yes, we must fund this library. In later years, his secretary did all of the funds and dispersed all the funds, but he actually did um, disperse the funds to the city of Noonan, and it was $10,000. That was a lot of money back then. That was a lot of money in 1901, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so um, that funded the bottom level of the Carnegie Library, and then the citizens raised additional funds because they wanted an auditorium. Mm on the second floor. And it's very funny to look at the old um, letters to the editor at the time, Mm -hmm. all the people who were kind of like, you'll never raise that amount of money. But people really wanted an auditorium in the library, Mm -hmm. so they did. And um, so that started being built, and it was completed and opened in 1904. Unfortunately, Charles L. Thompson passed away before the library was open, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. But his Mm -hmm. parents started a foundation in his honor, and they funded programs and services at the Carnegie for many years after that in his name. And um, we, you know how the Wadsworth Alley is Mm -hmm. downtown? Mm -hmm. Well, there's an alley that runs between the Carnegie and Central Baptist Church, and that has been named the Carnegie Thompson Alley. It's actually being renovated Mm -hmm. right now. It's just been Mm -hmm. paved a couple of days ago, Mm -hmm. and eventually it'll be an outdoor space. Um, for everybody in the community to use it, but the Carnegie will be able to have programs there. But that is named in honor of Charles L. Thompson. Oh, wow. that's neat. So do you, there are so many Carnegie libraries across the country. Do you know how many survived or still remain? I want to hear the last number I heard is that it was less than 700 Carnegie mm-hmm. libraries that were still Carnegie libraries. Like mm-hmm. a lot of them have either been knocked down, renovated mm-hmm. to something else, 
Or um, like, for instance, there's a Carnegie Library in New York City that's now an Apple store. <laughs> oh, wow. Which is <laughs> a little horrifying. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's very rare, though, for Car- a Carnegie to still be around and operating for so long because it did operate as a Carnegie Library until 1907 when the Powell Library was built off of mm-hmm. Hospital Road. And so the library moved there and the Carnegie building was empty and it became... Um, offices for Coweta County, like DA, there was a right. DA's offices mm-hmm. and a courtroom. And then when the Justice Center was built, mm-hmm. it was empty again, and a grassroots group of citizens said, you know what, this needs to go back to being a library. You know, a Carnegie Library is such a special thing to have. And so um, with the city of Noonan and this um, group of citizens, the library was renovated and reopened in 2009. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place, and a lot of times... I see so many people going in there, and I'm thinking, there's always something going on here. But I remember going there as a child and checking out books, and, you know, it was just a a big fixture in the city. And so I'm glad that it's kind of back to where it intends to be or needs to be, but even bigger and better. So he would be proud. I think he would be proud, for sure, (laughs) because it's a wonderful place. Um, Just walking in there every day, the history and the things we do, we're very proud of the building, and we're really fortunate. We are an independent library, so we're a unique library. We're different from a lot of other libraries in that um, we're owned by the city of Noonan, and um, it's just us, so we're completely independent, and we do things a little differently as far as, like, book checkouts go. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have due dates. We don't have fines. People can come in and check out books and then return them when they're done reading them. And we have public computers for use. We have newspapers and magazines. So we have a lot of things that a traditional library has. But we consider ourselves almost more of a community center than a traditional library. And the thing we're really known for are programs. So we have at least a program every day, if not two or three. And we do programs for all ages, adults, children, teens, and we have them in the morning, we have them in the afternoon, we have them in the evening. So we have programs all throughout the day, and we have so many. But our programs, we're very proud of them. We have really high-quality programs. Sometimes we have people coming in from um, who are performers, um, authors, and then we have an amazing staff who have so many talents of their own that they can do craft programs, story times, all sorts of stuff. So we're we're just really fortunate and that we're able to offer this all to the community and it's completely free of charge. And you have a local author event coming up next week, I we think. We do. On the 16th, uh, we partner with the Hometown Novel Knights Association. And basically what they came about is saying, you know, there's a lot of author events in Atlanta and on the north side, and we have a lot of talented local authors here in Noonan and um, Fayette County. So that was, I want to say it was in 2019 that that was formed. They came to me and they said, would you be interested in hosting one of these events? I'm like, absolutely. So now every other month, we have um, three to four local authors come in, talk about their books, talk about their writing process. It's just an amazing event. And so that's every other um, month on Thursday evening. So yeah, that's coming up on the 16th. So Things like that, is, it's a very valuable service that we offer, and people love those programs. We also partner a lot with the University of West Georgia, and they bring professors in to talk about different subjects. Um, some of our most popular classes are our front desk person, Elizabeth. 
she is wonderful at crafts. So she does crafting classes all the time. And as soon as those go up, those just book up quickly because <laughs> people get, love coming do in. Do you get a lot of retired people for that? We do. We yeah. have a lot of seniors that come in and enjoy spending the afternoon mm-hmm. crafting with us. Mm-hmm. And another popular program we have is our exercises medicine class. And that is a low-impact aerobics workout that you can kind of customize to fit uh, your fitness level. And we have that every Monday and Wednesday um, at 11.30. And it's really great because, um, first of all, it's free. Second of all, it's a great way for people to come and get some nice socialization in and exercise. Yeah. And a lot of people who um, do this class are like friends now, and they go to lunch afterwards. It's just great to see. That's part of that um, community space that yeah, we're trying to I mean, build. I know with what we do as far as real estate, there's a lot of people that retire here because mm-hmm. it's a good place to retire. Mm-hmm. And it's either because of proximity to airport our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Then, so yeah. when they come here, in a lot of cases, when we work with real estate clients, a lot of them just come here for that reason, mm-hmm. but they, they don't really know anything about the community. And to be able to offer those programs, mm-hmm. I think it's perfect for people. You know, like if I were moving to a new community, you're either real social or you just want to mm-hmm. be at home. But there's people that are social. They really appreciate those programs. And you have a great yoga class. Yes, every Wednesday at one thirty, we have yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, our yoga class is awesome. Our teacher is Misty. Everyone loves Misty. She's amazing. And we just, we're really fortunate in mm-hmm. that we have wonderful instructors for all of our classes and lots of wonderful people coming. But we, and we have people coming downstairs who just sit there and read the newspaper and they like to come in and talk to us. And it's just a wonderful atmosphere. You know, it's not the type of library mm-hmm. where you come in and we're like shushing you or anything. You can actually <laughs> talk in our library. I know you walk in there and you're like, every library you ever go yeah. in, you're like, I yeah. can't talk. <laughs> that's why, hey, that's why I spend a lot of time yeah. in libraries yeah. growing up. <laughs> so when I was a kid, one of my favorite things where I grew up with the local library is we always had a summer reading program. We're creeping towards summer. Are you all going to have a summer reading program? We are. Um, Our summer is so much fun at the Carnegie because first of all, we do have our summer reading program, but we also have our summer programs, which every Tuesday and Thursday we have a program and occasionally on Fridays as well. And I think this year we might even have a Saturday. So uh, all of our programs are booked and um, we actually have in April... We'll be having a um, spring festival on the 22nd of April, and that's where we announce our summer programs, where we tell everybody this is the summer programs we're going to have. So we kind of make it really Mm -hmm. exciting, and people can see, oh, is my favorite performer going to be there this year? But we usually have, like, ventriloquists, craft programs, magicians, puppet shows, um, live theater. We have so many wonderful programs, and that is all funded by our Newton Carnegie Library Foundation, which is a um, 5013C entity that's uh, private. And there, a lot of the members of that are the people who originally had the Carnegie mm-hmm. reopen, that grassroots group of citizens I was talking about before. So they're like a friends of the library. And um, so they get a grant from the Coweta Kiwanis every year, and that we're fully funded for all of our summer programs from them. So we could not do it without the foundation and the mm-hmm. Kiwanis. They've been so generous with us over the years, and it's just so wonderful because we have the best programs that we can do for all of our patrons and our kids and just watching the kids' faces, petting zoos, just everything we have is so fun. But we do have our summer reading program, 
And um, the details for that will be available on the 22nd. (laughs) But normally what we do is it's really fun. We go by usually hours read instead of number of books because everybody reads Mm -hmm. at a different level and everybody reads different types of books. And that's just how our kids seem to enjoy it. And we usually partner with the downtown businesses to um, if you read a certain amount of hours, you get a treat like let them eat toffee, had toffee last year. Maybe you get a slice of pizza from Fabiano. So it's a lot of fun. It's like. Uh, kids really seem to enjoy mm-hmm. it, and they get to color in squares. So, But, yes, it, on the 22nd of April, we'll be announcing all that. Everybody, and we have, like, a real fun spring festival. It's outside. We have um, kind of fair games, chalk drawing, usually a craft. So will that's always a lot of fun. It will be Carnegie. outside. It's on yeah. that sidewalk. Okay between the church and the Carnegie. I so need it, to enroll in the summer reading program. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Okay, it's just for children, but <laughs> but well, no, it okay, is a though. lot of you, fun. You, can, you <laughs> and I Adeline. Really read a lot, so. You and Adeline can yeah. read books this yeah, summer. For sure. <laughs> I know we always do talk about having an adult reading program because we have a lot of adults that read. So maybe one day. I always think it's more fun to do that in the fall for adults, though, yeah. than in the summer. Because summers are so busy mm. for adults. Well, sometimes but. you're looking for that perfect beach read, mm-hmm. though. The book that you just want to... Yes. You're not reading it for any other reason than just to get lost mm-hmm. in a story. Another good thing about the Carnegie is we are a smaller library, and I think a lot of people don't really realize that we have all the newest bestseller books. We usually, if it's on the New York Times bestseller list, we usually have it. And so you don't have to come in, and there's not like a 10-person waiting list. We had someone come in the other day who was like, I can't believe you have this book. It just came out today. And it's like, you're the first one here. So um, it's pretty easy to get bestsellers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the best-kept secret. <laughs> Do you think that, because um, I don't really read a whole lot, mm-hmm. Do you think more pe- people still love to have the paper back books? Like yeah. you have so many people that have their Kindles the Kindle, or whatever, yeah. but I just wonder how that changed the world. Yeah, a lot. That's actually a pretty common question that mm-hmm. people ask librarians. You know, do people not even read physical books anymore? And the answer is they absolutely do. We especially saw this during the pandemic. Um, with people purchasing books, mm-hmm. like a lot of like Barnes and Noble was about to go under, and because people were buying so many books during the pandemic because they had so much time to read, they're now mm-hmm. like expanding, and all the libraries, like even when they were closed, they were doing curbside pickup, and we saw once we reopened, we saw so many books going in and out because people just seemed to have a little more mm-hmm. time. There was nothing else to do for most people, so um, physical books are still very popular. Ebooks, yes, but there are some people who just do not want to do ebooks. They feel mm-hmm. it's cold. They want to hold that physical book in their hand. It's kind of like the people mm-hmm. that still want the real copy of the Noon and Times Herald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, like, some of my older friends now are very upset because mm-hmm. the Atlanta Journal is no longer delivering their papers. So they're. They're not? They're mm-hmm. going to mail them. Right. Well, they're still I, getting you're still they, getting them physically, I believe. Well, they, well my, then the news my, is my, old my peeps act like it's you. gone forever, so I don't know. But that's just <laughs> my eighty year old peeps. So, well, I think there is something about just holding a book and taking the physical book with you because you mm-hmm. don't have to charge a book. You don't have to, you know. Like with your Kindle, you have to charge them. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to yeah. do that yeah. with a book. There's yeah. something about holding a physical I, book. My yeah. goal should be just to read one book a year. And if mm-hmm. I accomplish that, that would be huge for me. I can recommend a whole bunch. And <laughs> oh, I bet me Susan too. can too. Uh, <laughs> well, I read 300 books a year. So oh I have, gosh. if you ever need any recommendations, I gotcha. But, you know, a lot of people who come in, I try to read a variety. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's genres I don't really enjoy mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. And I try to read in them just so I can 
suggest books to people because that is a big part of our job someone saying hey this author I love this author can you suggest something and we can usually always find it even if it's like well I've never read this author we know how to quickly research and find books I so think I should just write a book you should I've always <laughs> I've been telling you that for years <laughs> okay so what is your what is what are two questions what's your favorite genre if you just get to read and then what are some of your favorite authors um, you know, that kind of changes as time goes on. I think the books I'm really enjoying right now are the romance books, but they're a little different than your traditional romance books where they're almost, where they have this really deep story. The romance mm-hmm. is the main part of it. Or someone like an Emily Henry. If you've ever read any of Emily Henry books, she's amazing. Um, the last book by her I read was Book Lovers, and it's a beautiful book, and it's about people who love books. It's about authors. So anything like that, I love mm-hmm. any books about bookstores or libraries or anything like that, I love. But Emily Henry is someone I'm reading now. I love fantasy books. I enjoy historical fiction. Um, I really like a pretty wide variety of books. And like I said, I read a lot. So I'm really enjoying like larger fantasy books right now because there's this new kind of fantasy that's written by women and it's not so... Some of the older fic- uh, fantasy you can find, they could it, it could have things that's like, okay, this doesn't really fit for me. But like the Poppy War trilogy, or um, I just read a really good one called um, Babel. And there's just a lot of different books. There's a variety of different books. Authors are writing interesting books about interesting people. And I think we're living mm-hmm. in a real golden age right now mm-hmm. of you can find a book for whatever you're looking for. There's just so many different ones. I love it. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Jackie? What's your favorite book? My favorites? <laughs> I always like more fiction. Um, I've been reading, um, I've been reading a lot of Colleen Hoover lately. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's just very it's trendy popular, right yes. now. <laughs> um, but a little bit of romance, mm-hmm. but fiction and mysteries, something that mm. has suspense. Oh, yeah, thrillers. I love thrillers. <laughs> I can read a thriller in like a day and a half because I'm like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Megan Golden is good, a great thriller author that I've been um, loving. And Ruth Ware is fantastic, every one of her books. Sometimes I'll guess the twists and turns, and it kind of takes away a little bit from my enjoyment. So when I can find a thriller author where I can't guess it, I'm like, thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) It's always good when the book doesn't quite end the way you think it's going to. Absolutely. It leaves you just... I guess if you have children this summer, stay tuned to all the events. And Jackie and I are planning an event with you mm-hmm. on yes. real estate. So we're working on the details for that. And it's going to be a together. seller seminar, and mm-hmm. we're doing it the latter part of April. Mm-hmm. So we'll get you more details about that uh, soon. Yeah, sure. we're looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. And you can keep up with us on social media. Uh, you can find our website at noonandcarnegie.com. But also we're, we post a lot on Instagram because uh, we enjoy that platform as well as Facebook. And we have an email list that you can find on our website if you don't want to miss any programs. Sometimes our summer programs do fill up very fast. We do require registration. So you want to you want to get that email as yes. soon as registration mm-hmm. opens. Exactly. <laughs> and if someone wants to support the library, because I know you mentioned the Friends of the Library, yes. the board, but if someone mm-hmm. wants to support the library in other ways, how can they do that? Yeah, there's a couple of different ways. We're always looking for volunteers. So if you want to sign up to be a volunteer, we have several different volunteer opportunities available. We have from shelving to 
to doing programs, to clicking people in as they come in for programs. So that's a way you can support the library. And also, if you want to support the Noonan Carnegie Library Foundation, you can donate to them. You can find their um, website on our website. They have a tab, and there's like a donate button on there. And um, all the money that's donated goes to funding programs and activities at the library. So that's a great way to support the library. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in, yeah. Susan. We Thanks appreciate for having it. Me. We're excited about the summertime program. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm Jackie Robertson. I'm Joy Barnes. And, and we, we are, are Between, Between the, the Jays. Jays.